0: Hey, good morning to you. Glad you're with us here on the Mark Cox Morning Show on this uh, Thursday, the 11th day of January. Snowmageddon happening again tomorrow. It's been scheduled, just so you know, just to get ramp things up. Go get your bread and milk today. You might get an inch or two of snow. And eggs. And eggs. You got to make some, French toast. And apparently booze. Some high winds. Booze.
1: Because all the liquor stores say that they get <laughs> packed right before any well, snow is forecasted.
0: You don't want to get stuck at home without some of that. If you're watching uh, on the uh, Facebook feed this morning or the X feed and you look over Kim St. left shoulder, uh, you will see Nick Offerman, otherwise known as Ron Swanson. And what did you call this, Carl? A Yule, Yule log. A Yule log where he just sat in this chair drinking uh, whiskey of some sort. We think maybe it's scotch. For 45 minutes or so, and they just play it on a loop. And he doesn't say anything. He just stares at the camera. And um, drinks from time to time. I told Carl I'm going to do one of these next year. That's a great a idea. Mark a Mark Cox Yule love A Mark Cox Yule Log. That people
1: log. can put up. I actually think that's really, that's a great idea. Put it
0: on your computer screen. Put it on your smart TV. And uh, you can watch me enjoy some bourbon for 45 minutes straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- we were wondering how long <clears throat> he had to sit there. Because you say it's a 10-hour loop. So obviously, he didn't sit there for 10 hours. But he... Must have sat there for quite some time. The
0: actual, the actual, like if you get the original, it's an hour. So, oh wow, at least forty-five to fifty minutes. My question is, did he make any money doing it? Not that I need to make money I mean, to on drink YouTube. bourbon, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So the number of times, that, yeah, he could be, he could have cap- capitalized it, I guess, huh? Well, good for him. All right. Anyway, in case you're wondering and you're wondering why that picture of the roaring fire is going on behind Kim's head, that's why this morning. We're uh, we're trying to relax along with uh, Ron Swanson. <laughs> about that. I don't care for the for the actor's politics, but I love the character he played on Parks and Rec. There's no doubt about it. Coming up, we're going to talk to former Senator Jim Talent about uh, what happened in the House Oversight Committee yesterday. It was quite an occasion when Hunter Biden just showed up out of nowhere. Uh, now you know how his dealer felt. I mean, he just one minute he's there, one minute he's not. And uh, th- that uh, kicked off a firestorm in Congress yesterday. We'll talk to Jim Talon about that uh, coming up here in, in just a few minutes. Plus, Hunter is in federal court this morning, so he had to go catch a flight and go to California because he's, he's facing federal charges out there and is going to be in court this morning. Next hour, we'll talk to Andy Roth, president of the State Freedom Caucus Network, Uh, The story in The Post is that the Freedom Caucus in Missouri failed yesterday. We'll ask Andy Roth what he thinks about that at around uh, uh, 8.20 this morning. Right now, our short list, please. The Mark Cox short list. I'm suspending my campaign tonight for president of the United States. Oh, man. Two percent of the primary voters heartbroken this morning that Chris Christie, the never Trumper, is out of the race.
2: Who would be in the running for a vice president?
3: Well, I can't tell you that really. I mean, I know who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you, we'll do another show sometime.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know know who it's going to be, but I'm not telling you, which really makes you wonder if he's already decided on who the VP candidate is going to be, is it Tim Scott? We haven't heard anything from Tim Scott since he dropped out of the race.
2: If it came down to Biden v. Trump, would you vote for Biden? Um, I'm not going to endorse anybody today. I would say that I will never vote for Donald Trump. Speaking
0: of uh, rhinos and never Trumpers like Chris Christie, that was Liz Cheney out of a job and uh, on the war path because she has Trump derangement syndrome so totally.
2: Mr. Chair recognizes Miss Mace from South Carolina. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Comer. First of all, my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question.
0: Oh, wow, wow, uh, yeah. Nancy Mace was on fire yesterday, and he, here's the thing about this, Kim. I don't know. I've I've watched a lot of these um, Senate hearings and House hearings. Usually, they know. Usually, they, they know in advance who the witness is going to be. Right. So they have staffers who do all the research for them and they come in there absolutely loaded for bear. And oftentimes their comments, therefore, are written ahead of time. So you have to kind of be quick on your you can tell the ones that are quick on their feet. A lot of these politicians are, but nobody knew they were going to come to the Oversight Committee hearing yesterday morning. Maybe a few of the Democrats knew. None of the Republicans knew that Hunter Biden himself, of Where's Hunter fame, was going to be sitting in the front row um, taunting them. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what he did. Was He was taunting them. And uh, Nancy Mace, I mean, Nancy Mace just absolutely tore him apart yesterday. Uh, wanting him to be arrested immediately, if, if not sooner. Listen, to this. I
2: think that, uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail.
0: I think you should have decorum and courtesy and don't act like a bunch of nimrods. You
2: just interrupted a woman. And, and it's it does not matter who you are, where you come from, or who your father is, or your last name. Yes, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden, as I'm speaking to you. You are not above the law at all. You're here for a political stunt. This is just a PR stunt to you. This is just a game that you are playing with the American people.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think it is, too. How long was he actually in the room before he got up and walked out?
0: I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of the Democrats made the argument, you wanted him, James Comer. Here he is. So they Mm -hmm. clearly had several of them knew he was coming. They set it up as a publicity stunt to try to make a point. Uh, Against the Republicans, a point that I'll have to be honest, listening to I think it was Markowitz or one of the um, one of the House Democrats was actually making a pretty good case for the fact that you've talked a big game. You've claimed you want Hunter in here. You've but you only want him behind closed doors where then you can selectively leak whatever you want. Now, does that sound familiar? Because it's what the Democrats did to Donald Trump. It's what they did during the J-6 committee hearings. In many cases, they would hold depositions and then selectively leak soundbites they thought would be damaging to Donald Trump about January 6th. And then, of course, they destroyed all of the tapes or withheld them so that you couldn't see the truth about people walking down the halls like tourists getting fist bumps from the Capitol police officers, proving that even the guy with the buffalo horns on his head— The QAnon shaman didn't cause any problems. In fact, he had an escort and was offering to help the Capitol Police when he was in the building. And while guilty of nothing other than trespassing that day, uh, got sentenced to a lengthy period of time in jail. So the Democrats play that game all the time. Um, But they were highly critical of the Republicans playing that game yesterday. And the, the the point here is that the Democrat was probably making some points with his argument that you've got him here. Why not let him step up to the table and take the microphone because they knew the high stakes game? We're on national television. It's going to be must watch TV and Hunter Biden can grandstand uh, and claim, you know, the fifth and not say anything um, and avoid having to go into a deposition under oath <clears throat> aware where he might say something he would regret later. I, I don't know. That was part of their game. So, just as he started to do that, it was Marjorie Taylor Greene's turn and the minute they started to send it to Marjorie Taylor Greene, guess what happened? Go to cut six, Carl,
4: please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, oh, oh. you're afraid are of you my going? words. <laughs> oh, I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman.
1: their <laughs>
2: bubble.
4: Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> hmm from I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women. <laughs> yeah,
0: he got up and walked
1: out. I love when she's like, Aww. "Oh." I think that might have
0: been Nancy Mace. I don't know; they were both talking at the same time. That was funny. But that was a uh, that was high high drama yesterday. I wonder what did Jim Talent thinks about that. He's been in a few of those uh, hearings over the years, as both a senator and a member of the House. We'll talk to him coming up.
2: Mr. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if he had no involvement in your business? Do you have a dad?
3: Did he call you? Yes. Did he answer the phone. Yes. Okay.
2: But why did you need to talk to him during business meetings if he had nothing to do with your business?
0: Oh, we've got uh, former Senator Talent on the phone this morning, and uh, Jim, a little high drama yesterday. At the House Oversight Committee hearing, did, did you get a chance to see any of that?
3: You know, Mark, I didn't. I was occupied uh, with other things. But tell me about it. I'd yeah, like yeah. To so, I, yeah.
0: So, Hunter Biden, who they who they subpoenaed to come and testify behind closed doors, suddenly showed up in the front row at the Oversight Committee hearing in the House yesterday, and and all hell broke loose because the Democrats started demanding that they call him up to the microphone. And the Republicans refuse to do that because they want to talk to him. They want to depose him behind closed doors to find out what he knows. They don't want to make it a dog and pony show, I guess. And, uh, it, I mean, it was something to listen to. Uh, play part of Cut 5 here, Carl, from Congresswoman Nancy Mace.
2: Mr. chair recognizes Ms. Mayes from South Carolina. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege. Coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. and. Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um, the if the, if, if, if if not, the general if the general lady wants to hear from game. Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now. Mr. And Chairman, let's take a vote and hear from Hunter speaking. Biden. What I are you afraid, of? Hold, are on, afraid hold on, of? hold on, hold, hold, hold on, on, hold on. Hold order, order, guys, order, order. Yeah,
0: Jim, as you can tell, it kind of went downhill from there.
3: Yeah. And I fear to the extent that Hunter had a plan with this, that that was what he wanted, somebody to challenge him in that in that. Uh, context uh, and you know allow them him then to say or his partisans to say they're not giving me an opportunity to respond et cetera. Uh, I like the way they're they're proceeding with this. They're digging out all the evidence. They're marshaling uh, all of that evidence and then they're going to talk to him, which is again what, the, what lawyers do. You know, it's like the, the discovery before trial. In other words, you want to find out as much as you can before you go into the public Mm face. So, um, yeah, that's that's the best way to do this. And, you know, Mark, people have to remember that you can have something you need to do, you want to do for the public interest, and that also is a good thing to do politically. You still have to do it right, okay? Uh, It's like you can have a great lawsuit. You still have to do uh, good lawyering. And um, and I think uh, the House Republicans have done that. And by and large, in all these investigative hearings, I think it's been a real plus over the last year.
1: Mark and I have been discussing whether we think Joe Biden, the White House in general, knows about these things that Hunter is going to do ahead of time.
3: You know, it's a good question. I mean, I think normally you would assume so. But then we've just seen in the last week, you know, um, the secretary of defense, you know, going into the hospital, not telling anybody. I mean, I really am at the point where I wonder whether the government one oh one one stuff is being done in this administration or, or even the politics one-on-one stuff. So you would assume that, but I don't know, and particularly with this guy, yeah. and particularly if he's – he may be alienated. You know, he thought he was going to get – I think I've said this in the show. He thought he was going to get a sweetheart deal. And my guess is he said to them, you know what? If I go to jail, I am not going there alone. <laughs> right. Right. He and might now, be
0: blackmailing them.
3: Well, I would, it's not criminal, but, I mean, he, he might be saying to them, um, I, I, and I wouldn't blame him. I mean, he, from his perspective, I mean, he was the bag man for the family. He did the dirty work, brought in the money, and other people enjoyed it. So now, of course— um uh, they're they're indicting him for n- not for this stuff. They're trying to protect the, the president, but they're indicting him now for crimes where he is going to do jail time. And so I don't know that he's completely on board with everything the White House wants.
0: Somebody pointed out earlier, maybe he's not willing to to risk whether or not his dad gets reelected to guarantee him a pardon. Maybe he wants that pardon up front. So because if Trump gets elected, he's. Sh- He's going to be sitting in a jail cell for a while, right? Assuming he, assuming he yeah, gets convicted. Yeah, again,
3: we, we, we're all looking at it from the outside and saying, what would a rational person do, which yeah. is a good question to ask. Yeah. And, and we'll shed light on it. But that's assuming that people, particularly in a situation like this, I mean, it's a family situation. There's a lot of family history. We can't assume that they're, they're acting entirely in a cold way with respect to their own self-interest. So I, I don't. I don't know what he's doing. Um, I know that it was it was incredibly responsible and looks like it was criminal for uh, the president to have put this guy in charge of, I and mean, he's the bad man for the family. And uh, as I've said before in the show, if they needed money, I mean, why not get a five million dollar advance for a book and go give speeches for a quarter million dollars yeah. the way the Clintons have done and Obama did? Yeah. Why Why take these risks? I mean, it's just to me, it's it's uh, and it's not just corrupt. It's stupid. And um, I don't know. I guess the story will eventually come out.
1: So we have about a minute left, but I have to ask you, with Chris Christie now out of the race, Vivek Ramaswamy is predicting that DeSantis will end up being named the VP for Haley as a ticket. What do you think about that? As far as a prediction. Uh,
3: I don't think I think they're go- they're going to shake this out. They're going to see what happens in Iowa, and New Hampshire. Uh, and when you get the in- the inside of a campaign like this, uh, those kinds of um, I don't, what do I want to call it? Hail Mary or those kinds of twists are pretty unusual. Uh, generally speaking, you've got a strategy. You're continuing it, even if it doesn't look like it's going to work now. One thing in the time I have left that I do want to say is New Hampshire and Iowa voters are tactically very smart. Yeah. More so than because they've been doing this in such a high visibility way for so long. So that's why you get these surprises. I'm not sure what's going to happen in New Hampshire. You could get a big block of people who decide on their own. Well, we're going to switch to accomplish X or Y tactically. So I think we have to wait to see. But obviously, if you 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 know if you ask me to put money on it, I'd say President Trump's going to win both. But yeah. we'll see.
0: Uh, Jim, we always appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Same here. Absolutely. Senator Jim Talent there joining us this morning. Wow. I mentioned this a minute ago. Hunter is due in court today in L.A. We're trying to get you a live report from one of the reporters out there covering that story. That's coming up here. Then Andrew Roth, president of the State Freedom Caucus Network. We'll be back. All right, go vote in the uh, Twitter poll, the X poll that we put out last night. I asked a simple question: What was on your TV last night? You had you had a couple of options. Now, my guess is when the ratings come out, and we'll get them today sometime—the overnights, the, the the immediate ratings. Fox, as usual, kills CNN. So my guess is having Trump on there doubled that number. They had a town hall with Donald Trump. CNN. They counterprogrammed CNN, who had a debate with Haley and DeSantis last night. What were you watching? Um, I'm surprised, frankly, at the at the results of the poll so far. And you still have about an hour to vote. So go to at Mark Cox nine seven one on on X or Twitter and g- tell me what you were watching. I mean, I, I am I'm really I'm I'm intrigued to know because I only watched the Trump town hall. I didn't have any interest in watching Haley and DeSantis. Beat up on each other and and throw barbs at Trump. I knew, pretty much knew what they were going to say. Uh, they each had individual town halls on uh, Fox uh, earlier this week, so we, we kind of knew what was coming. Uh, but maybe you didn't watch either of them. I don't know. Uh, go ahead and vote, and we'll have the results in about uh, an hour uh, from now. The, if you if you did miss it, this is uh, DeRonda Sanders. Not surprisingly, did go after Donald Trump last night because. He knew, like everybody else, that not as many people were going to be watching CNN because the main subject, uh, Donald Trump, was going to be across the street on Fox. Listen. Donald Trump should be on this stage. He owes it to you here in Iowa uh, to explain this change he's had in his positioning, to explain why he has a tough time saying whether a man can become a woman or not, uh, to explain why he wants to build a bi- billion-dollar-plus big, beautiful new FBI building right in the heart of the swamp in Washington, D.C. Uh, he needs to explain why he didn't build the wall uh, and why he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a laundry list of reasons there. I, I You know, f- full honesty here. I was critical. I'm critical of any politician who won't debate, because I think that every every one of these primary situations should be like a cage match. You should lock them all in the cage and make them fight it out till there's one standing. I I was critical of Eric Schmidt for for not doing that. He he had a commanding lead and refused to participate in any of the debates in that Senate primary. It benefited him in the end. He ran away with it. And Donald Trump's people see they're making the exact same strategy Mm -hmm. here. It's only going to hurt me to show up and trade barbs with people who are lesser than me in the polls. All I can do is lose. So why would I do that? I still think you should because it's it's the. It's the marketplace of ideas. If you have the strength of your convictions, you should have no problem standing up next to people all vying for the same job and explaining your position on it.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, I, think, I think he should have been there. I think Biden is going to be very reluctant to debate Trump. They've already kind of talked about that. If if Biden even continues to be the nominee, we don't know what's going to happen here over the next couple of months. Right. But it's for different reasons that Trump has chosen not to debate. The other GOP nominees, and that's because they're candidates, rather. I mean, Biden, there's no way he could stand a chance to debate Trump. Trump would steamroll oh, over they've him. They've got to
0: be worried about that. Yeah. Are they just going to refuse to debate, you think? Is that possible?
1: Uh, they need, like, AI, an AI version of Biden to <laughs> debate Trump Yeah. for him to stand a chance. They,
0: they certainly need him to be amped up on something. Uh, he could
1: borrow some crack from uh, Hunter.
0: That might work. I mean, there's been some coke laid around the White House. That might even help briefly. I mean, he would it would amp him up a little bit. This is what Haley said last night. If you if you didn't watch, if you didn't choose to watch that one, her line of the night was it was involved in this one. She's accused Ron DeSantis of lying about her constantly and adds that he's running against her and uh, everything else. Listen.
2: So, what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com and look at all of those. There's at least two dozen lies that he's told about me, and you can see where fact checkers say exactly what's going to happen and exactly why it's wrong. So, it will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now. And that's because he's upset about the fact that his. His campaign is exploding. You're going to see the fact that he has switched his um, policies multiple times, and we'll call that out tonight. But every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved by the end of the night. <laughs> That's
1: a pretty good line.
0: It was re- pre-written, I'm sure. Uh, and why she picked D- Drake? I'm assuming it's in Iowa. I think it's in Iowa. It's in Des Moines. Uh, Des Moines. Mm-hmm. So she she picked a local university to you know, to try to win some support among them, I guess, by giving them a mention on the debate stage.
1: It's like Chris Christie when he said Donald Duck. It's like how many days ahead of that debate did you have yeah. that written and Donald practice it? Donald
0: Duck. It? Uh, but uh, we don't have to listen to that guy anymore. That, I could. That's the thing that made me the happiest about last night was getting to listen to Chris Christie uh, leaving the race, even though if you if you missed it he got he, there was a hot mic moment where he got caught going off on DeSantis and Nikki Haley and you know you would think he's been around long enough to know better than that you know it's like if you've got a wireless mic on and you're the and you're the uh, the, the speaker for the event don't go in and use the bathroom because there's a chance the guy running the audio board might still have your mic up you don't have to be in, a, what was it, Airplane, where that happened? It was Naked Gun. Naked Gun. I keep getting mixed up. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, anyway, th- th- that is not something you want to do. This is Chris Christie caught last night in case you missed a cut eight. And you
3: don't know. us not forget she spent $68 million.
0: Dollars. Yeah.
3: I mean, well,
0: like well, when you give land 10. to China and places like that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's gonna, what you get.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far. just on TV. Um, yeah. spent $68 million so mm-hmm. far. 59 million by DeSantis, and we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this.
0: She's still 20 points behind Trump in the Hampshire, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's, going to, he's still going to carry out, right?
3: Yes, always. Oh, I, t- you know, I talked to, DeS- DeSantis called me, petrified he's that I would... He's
0: probably getting out after Iowa. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hear what he said at the end. That guy said he's getting. I bet he was getting out after Iowa. DeSantis. Yeah, is that guy's prediction?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's not n- none of that is a surprise. I've I've uh, when I first started this show back in 2010, he was the governor in New Jersey then, and I I t- I really I I liked him, and, and whenever I would have his voice on my show. I would always play the Sopranos theme song because he reminded me of Tony Soprano. It seemed driving across the bridge with that cigar hanging out of the window of the SUV. But then, more and more, after Bridgegate and him becoming a never Trumper, I I lost my love of of Chris Christie, and and I'll I remember. If I remember correctly, my producer at the time uh, warned me about that. He said, you can't, you can't trust this guy. He's a, he's an East coast rhino. And I'm like, really? Do you really think so? And ends up he was, uh, he was correct all along. This was Christie last night. I'm suspending
3: my campaign tonight
0: for president of the United States. I know I can see it from some of the faces here that I'm disappointing some people by doing this people who believe in our message and believe in what we've been doing. I also know, though, it's the right thing for me to do. Yeah, it, it is because you can't find anybody else that you can convince to give you money. Why would you give the guy polling that low, 58, 60 points behind the leader, another dime of cash to fly around the country to spend time in Iowa or New Hampshire in campaign? Mm-hmm. Can't even make the debate stage. Yeah, you're out. You're gone. You're 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 the Kamala Harris of the Republican Party. Except in this case, the leader's not dumb enough to pick you as the vice presidential candidate.
1: You think he'll run again for something?
0: Who Christie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not unless it's local. Yeah, the most he could hope it. for is that is that a Desantis or a Haley got elected and they made him Attorney General or something like that.
1: Maybe, well, after last night, maybe not, not well, uh, Haley, not, but not I don't think that. DeSantis would.
0: No, may, maybe not now. He's petrified. Describing, <laughs> uh, yeah, that probably that probably did it with both of them. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's going to be back on ABC News next weekend as a political consultant spewing his continued hatred of Donald Trump. Sort of like Liz Cheney, which she did again yesterday on The View. We'll get to all that and more coming up. I got Andy Roth, president of the State Freedom Caucus Network. So get this. A big vote yesterday in the Missouri Senate that to most of us would seem like a no-brainer, but among the rhino crowd in, in Jeff City, you can't have a vote like that. I'm going to explain to you what happened and how they voted coming up.
4: I can understand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a 9-to-5 for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week. 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own.
0: Wow. <clears throat> so, this is a uh, young lady who is going off on TikTok and complaining about the fact that she can't make enough money to live uh, on her own these days. And she's mad at us, just so you know.
1: I think I saw this video. Is this the girl sitting in her car and wearing a blue vest?
0: I believe so. Okay. I think she,
1: I think I read on her vest, it says Walmart. So I don't know what she does there, but I would imagine that Walmart's paying close to minimum wage.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with working at Walmart, but that's not, you checking people out at Walmart is not designed to be a career. You flipping burgers at a fast food restaurant, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not designed to be a career career. She, That's not designed to support your family. She goes
0: on and kind of explains what she meant. In other words, her her, her story is basically, you built this, uh, and now I'm having to mm-hmm. suffer because of it. Listen.
4: I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago, when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago, when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do.
0: N- no. I can honestly tell you that's not the case. When I graduated from college, I started looking for jobs in TV. My first job was in Zanesville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. When he told me how much it paid, I wanted to say no, but I also needed a job to get experience to get the next job. Mm-hmm. And I worked up there, honestly, if if I would have qualified for assistance, my parents were making my car payment for me, and if they hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to pay rent. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, there's. It's not that different now than it was then. I, I don't yeah. buy that. And i I I worked my tail off. I I was there for seven or eight months. I got a job back in Dayton. My pay didn't go up significantly, but five or six or seven thousand dollars anyway for what I was making there. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on from there.
1: There's this concept that I don't think a lot of Gen Zers understand, and it's called pay your dues. I think a lot of us, I know I'm younger, but I I feel like I paid my dues. I worked my butt off. And like you, you jump markets. I see now people who are like 22 years old, a lot of them are the newest faces that you're seeing on local television. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be there. There's some really talented people there. But what I am saying is people straight out of college are expecting to get these really great jobs and they want managerial positions and they refuse to pay their dues, some of them and get lower salaries to build their way up. And if they do get one of these lower paying jobs, then they go on TikTok and vent about it and act like they're stuck there forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what she does for a living. You
4: have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life.
0: What what are you going to do?
1: Weren't interest rates 20 years ago for mortgages like 11%?
0: Uh, no, not 20 years ago, but probably 30. But, I mean, it, but but seriously, it's you you do have to put in the time. It, it, nothing's easy in life. I probably overuse that term with my kids, they would tell you. Uh, coming up, Andrew Roth, president of the Freedom It's Talk. the get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?